God bless everyone. Welcome to our first podcast on welcome to build up in Christ. And our first session is going to be being salt and the light to the world. Hallelujah. And um, my name is Darby Paris, and I'll be the speaker for today. And um, one thing we have to keep in mind is that every Christian is commissioned as a missionary. The gospel is not merely meant to be something that to come to church to is to be heard, meaning that we as a royal priesthood supposed to bring out that message to the people. We're supposed to be the light to the world. Hallelujah. And once we receive the word in church, we're supposed to share that word outside of church. And that's why I wanted to speak on this subject and this passage on being salt and light, which we will find in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And as we read them, we're going to be reading in the NIV version. Now, I want to start off with um, the fact that during this pandemic, um, a lot of people are suffering anxiety issues. Um, There's a lot of fear going on in the outside world. um, And it's both true for non-believers and believers. And I can understand that as human beings, we're going to have moments of fear. But as believers in Christ, we should be fortified in the fact that God is God. He's unchanging. And we know we have victory in him. And whenever we see turbulent waters around us, we should have the confidence that Christ will calm those waters. All we have to do is pray to him. Pray to God and let God intercede in our anxiety issues. Um, if we read Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, we read in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It reads as follows. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your word. Um. Being in Christ, we have to remember God's word is our lifeline. Whenever we feel any moment of anxiety, fear, we have to turn to God's word and therefore turn to God. God will fortify us. God will encourage us. Um, God will steady those waters. Um, We have Christ and therefore Christ is in us. And therefore, we should be reflecting Christ in the moments of turmoil out in the world. Um, If we look at the first portion of um, verse 13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? It means that we're flavorful. Because if you notice, 
for some people, they have to change their eating habits, especially people with diabetes and so forth. They have to cut down their sodium. And if you notice, when you cut down on your sodium, food doesn't exactly taste the same as you remember it. And I speak out of experience because at one point um, I had to lose some weight and I went to a low sodium diet. And I noticed right away when I eat at a restaurant how much salt I'm actually eating because the food is very flavorful. And then some places it's way overboard, over the top with the salt. But when I cook at home or when my wife cooks at home, we cook in a sense of low sodium and we notice the difference. There's a little bit less flavor. As believers in Christ, we cannot lose our flavor. We cannot stop being flavorful to the world. Because here's the thing. If you truly walk in Christ, people will love being around you. Because you're not always negative. You're not always down. Are there going to be periods that we're going to be like that? Yes. But you're not always that way. Therefore, people enjoy being around you because there's something about you that sparks interest in them. That's called being flavorful, being the salt and being the light in the room, being the light of Christ. If we look, it says in continuation in verse 13, but if the salt loses its saltiness, meaning if you start stop being flavorful, if you stop being Christ-like, if you stop reflecting Christ, how do you gain that flavor again? Because if you're no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, that's what the word says in verse 13. If you're not flavorful, then you're not good for anything. We have to keep in mind that God made us with a purpose, first of all, which is we each have gifts, God-given gifts, in order to help people that we run into. In our day jobs or whether in ministry. But in order for that to happen, we cannot lose our saltiness. Okay? We have to always be flavorful. Always be reflecting Christ. We always have to be driven to grow in God's word. Meaning we have to continuously be in God's word. So we could be fortified. Whatever challenges may come. Now, if we look at verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And 15 says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. What does that mean? If you're lighting a lamp, you're lighting it because you want to light, bring light to the darkness. You don't light a lamp and then cover it up. Because therefore, what's the purpose of lighting the, the lamp in the first place? Same way, we are the lamp to the world. We're the lamp. We're the light of Christ. So we cannot cover that up. Meaning we cannot act like the people in the world. We are different and we should act like it in the sense of we should be encouraging, fortifying, telling people, if you're going through a struggle, then let me pray for you. Therefore, you're reflecting Christ because that's what Christ would do. He would seek to pray for those people to his father, our father, God, to alleviate their situations. Okay. Now, if we look at the tail end of 16, it says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. When we're both the salt and the light in the world, we're glorifying God. We're bringing God's word without actually speaking it to the people. Because here's the thing. My, my thinking has always been, 
I don't have to beat someone over the head with the word of God, with the Holy Bible. But if I'm living a Christ-centered life, if I'm allowing Christ to sanctify me, to make me holy, if I'm progressing, growing in Christ, then people would know that. I don't have to tell people I'm a Christian. They will know it because I will be the light in the room. I'll be the light in the darkness. And that's what all believers should be. And that's how they should act. Have you ever been at your job and you've been so stressed at your job that you wonder, why am I at this job? And then you start voicing that to your coworkers. See, here's the thing. The way a believer in Christ should act in that situation is that they should be always calm no matter what storm is coming at work, for example. So if you have a boss that, let's say, is verbally assaultive towards you, because we have people who we work with in the world who their their vocabulary is always another bad curse word, okay? And you as a Christian are like, man, I don't appreciate the way this person is talking to me. Then be vocal about it in the sense of say, can you please mind not doing that with me? I understand if other people accept it, but I'm not cool with you being that way. It's unprofessional, okay? That way you're showing that you're not like anyone else, okay? You do not accept that, okay? That's not the way to speak to me, all right? Then the other thing is, if that person is not receptive to that and they start always being verbally assaultive to you, you present it to the Lord. Lord, I have no time for this. I present this to you, Lord, that you deal with this person's heart and their vocabulary, that you change their heart and their mindset and you let it go. And if your other coworkers see how you dealing with that, approaching that, that you're not getting letting it upset you. That you're just saying, no, I present my problems to the Lord and I say, I let him handle it. Once I give it to the Lord, I don't take it out of his hands. It's in his hands. I let him deal with it. That's you being the light to your coworkers so they can see the light of Christ in you. And therefore, there's no need for you to say, oh, I'm a Christian, so I can't do that. No. You're a Christian, so therefore, act like it. Pray to the Lord. Let the Lord deal with the problem. And I hope you guys are following me on this. All right. Um, whenever we speak, we should try to build up and not tear down. We always should be flavorful in our conversation, meaning reflecting Christ. Okay. Our conversation should be humble and Christ-like. All right. In the biblical world, we know salt was associated with life due to its uses as a preservative. And we've seen that in, in certain programs. And I remember seeing Little House on the Prairie, how they preserved their foods. And one of the ways was rubbing salt into their their meats. And we have to keep in mind what salt is. It's a preservative, but it's also purifying agent, a seasoning. Um, there are many symbols attached to salt that reflect its practical uses. For example, because salt can delay the rotting or decaying process. When rubbed into meat, it's a symbol of incorruptibility. Okay? Several New Testament passages connect salt with discipleship, including the fact that Jesus calls his disciples to be the salt of the earth, perhaps referring to the fact of how salt's preserving and flavorful properties. And you can find that in uh, Matthew chapters 5, verses 13, as well as Mark chapter 9, verses 49 and 50, as well as Luke chapter 14 verses 34 through 35 
In the biblical world, salt was associated with life due to its uses as a preservative. Okay. Now, 18 people, ancient people, rubbed babies with salt at birth, a practice that's still performed by some Palestinian Arab mothers who believe it can be beneficial. If we look to Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 4, it says in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in clothes. Meaning that those were the ways that people would purify children. Okay? Believers in church must be godly examples in the world. We must resist the moral decay and corruption that we see in society. If we do not resist, we risk becoming lukewarm. And we could put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, If we put out the fire of the Holy Spirit, there's no way to resist the constant tug from the world. So, the role of the Christian is to be salt and light in the world. It may be hindered or prevented through any choice or compromise or settle for this which is convenient or comfortable, rather than that which is truly best and pleasing to the Lord. So, what does that mean? That means that we shouldn't settle for non-confrontational because we don't want to be out of our comfort zone um we don't want to speak the word to someone because we are afraid to offend that person that should not be the case as long as you do it humbly as christ would you can speak to someone without hitting them over the head like i said with the holy word of god you can speak to them and saying i can relate to your situation your problem i've gone through it before too And when they ask you, how do you deal with it? There's an open door. Um, The way I deal with it is that I present it to my God. Um, I'm a servant in Christ and, you know, I know my Lord fights for me. So I present it in prayer. And then since they open that door of conversation, you can say, would you like me to pray for you? And that's how you can be salt and light in the world and be the light of Christ. Hallelujah. Um, What are the risks of becoming lukewarm? If we look at Isaiah 29:13 it says, "The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught." Now, what does that mean? I'm sure many of us believers in Christ have run into other believers in Christ, and we see that they don't act as believers in Christ. And what that means is that not everyone who says, I'm a servant of Christ, is actually a servant in Christ. Some of these people may be going through the motion, meaning they know how to do the vocabulary. They know the verbiage. They could be in church, and when they, they there's a moment that you stand up and praise the Lord, they know how to raise their hands. They know how to, how to say hallelujah. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're servants in Christ. They just know the verbiage, and they know the actions. The question you got to ask yourself and always self-analyze is, am I one of those people? Am I just going through the motions or do I truly believe in Christ? Am I, do I truly believe that I'm saved? Am I reflecting Christ? Am I walking in Christ? And these are questions you should always ask yourself on a daily basis. You should always be analyzing your walk. Um, and you should be constantly meditating on God's word. Um, If we look at 646, it says, why do you call me Lord, 
Lord and do not do what I say. See, as believers in Christ, we're called to be out there spreading the word. We shouldn't set ourselves comfortable in the temple. And I really believe that this pandemic has taken us out of our comfort zone to the point that now we feel that we may have to speak God's word out there. Because before we were just going to temple, fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters, praising the Lord. And we got so comfortable in our um, heat-controlled AC temples that when it came time to go bring the word to the people in the streets, in the community, we said, oh, it's too hot, or it's too cold, or it's snowing outside. But now, now we're forced out of our comfort zones because in most states, you cannot go back to the temple at this time due to state or government regulations. Um But that shouldn't stop us from bringing God's word to the people as I am trying to do now with this podcast as well. We see many churches that are um, streaming through social media such as Facebook and Instagram. But the message does not stop. The message has to continue going out there. And maybe the Lord spoke to you and there's a ministry that he placed in your heart and you've been too afraid to act on it. Well, this is the time. Um, We're outside of our comfort zones. This is a time to walk in Christ, to share God's word, um, to act upon the ministry that the Lord put in your heart and in your mind and your spirit. Um, One thing we have to remember, we're not alone in this. That if the Lord definitely confirmed with you a ministry, an action, that the Holy Spirit is with us to continue to help others and speak God's word. And hopefully, I pray dearly that this message encourages people who hear this and help them come to Christ but not only if if come to Christ if you are in Christ to help edify you build you up that's what we want to do here we want to build you up give you the tools needed to continue growing in Christ and motivate you to share God's word with other people especially family members who don't serve the Lord friends that don't serve the Lord cuz here's the thing for those who don't serve the Lord this These are scary times. And even for those who do serve the Lord, but those who don't serve the Lord, these are very scary times. And we need to share God's message and encourage them and let them know that there's victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, There's a purpose to Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is to redeem us. And as believers in Christ, we are redeemed. And as we walk in Christ, what we're doing is we're trying to strive for perfection. We're we're taking this journey. We may not be perfect yet, but we're striving. We're walking forward and we can't look back. And therefore, taking those actions, we become the light for the world. And when we conversate with people, it will be flavorful because it will be encouraging. People will take joy being around you. And the effects that may take place is that some people may call and reach out to you and say, I need help with this. Can you at least pray with me? And you'll be surprised who are the people who actually may reach out to you in that way. And it may be some believers and maybe some that are not believers that may reach out to you in that way. But the thing is, is to always continue to be flavorful in your conversations, be humble, um, do things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And continue encouraging people. Hallelujah. If anything, Christians should be the reflection of his light. Hallelujah. And the function of that light is to shine for him just as the moon reflects the glory of the sun. 
We are called to make the world a better place, to provide light in the darkness. We must be a beacon, just like a lighthouse in a storm. We must be a beacon to those who are struggling. Hallelujah. Um, if we depart from the spirit's that excuse me, if we depart from the spirit-led lifestyle of genuine discipleship, these distinctions between ourselves and the rest of the world become blurred. Our testimony is hindered. Only by remaining focused on Christ and being obedient to Him can we expect to remain the salt and light in the world. Let's attempt to continue being the salt and light in the world. Let's continue focusing on Christ. And let's continue focusing on allowing Christ to sanctify us, to make us holy, to help continue us being separated from the world. Because one thing we have to keep in mind, we are not citizens of the world once we come to Christ. If we used to look at a spiritual passport, our spiritual passport says we are a citizen of heaven, not of this earth anymore. We're citizens of heaven and we should act like it. Let us be a light to the world. Let's be encouraging and let's continue to be build people up. If someone comes to you with a problem, pray for a solution and let the Lord guide you on a solution. But never introduce more problems to a person or never respond in the sense, well, I got my own problems. We all have problems. As long as we're on this earth, there will be problems, but there will also be solutions. And we have courage in the fact that we know that we have someone who intercedes for us, which is Jesus Christ. So I hope this message blesses you, Lord. I hope, Lord, that this message reaches the masses. And I continue praying for those who don't know the Lord and for those who are suffering at this time of anxiety with what's going on. Um, Our next message will actually be about anxiety in the world. And how to deal with anxiety as believers in Christ. So I thank you for listening. I hope this message has blessed you. May God continue to bless you and guide you in all things. God bless.